What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Check It Out. Not Check It Out. Fuck, I'm so used to it when I... Yeah. Mm, that's all right. Uh, welcome to the Safe Continue Podcast, episode 131. Uh, my name is Tommy Shelby. With me, as always, Shanae Howard. Sup? Ryan Germain Robinson. That is my middle name, and now it's on the internet forever. Sure. Uh, Ryan wanted me to open the show this week, so I did. Also, I didn't think to have any trivia prepared, so we're not doing that. Cool. Uh, I mean, this is not a trivia. This is not a trivial topic today. Well, I figured we'd still start as normal. Ryan, what have you been playing? I have, a, I have something that could be done as trivia. Go on, Shanae. Here it is. Uh, and it's relevant. Go on. Uh, uh, what decade oh. uh, has the only link between uh, video games and vi- uh, violence in video games, violence in movies, and a and violence in the real world? 1973. And I'll tell you what the link is. Uh, video games, uh, TV, and movies were more uh, violent than ever, and crime rates were down. And uh, juvenile uh, uh, delinquency was also down. Hold on. 1911? That's a decade, Tom, so you gotta say the... T- 2010s? Yeah, there you go. 90s. All right. You didn't give me a chance to guess, but that's cool. Oh, I didn't. I'm bad at this. So I win. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, what have you been playing? Uh, <clears throat> still playing a lot of Monster Hunter. Yeah, you're playing with our friends uh, Patrick and Sarah. Yeah, so played with them last night. Got to flex my muscles a bit. I got that Wiggler hat. You got to show off a bit. Yeah. Wait, Wiggler like Mario? No, uh, there is a... Th- then I don't want it. Okay. It's really cool, though. Um, I doubt that now. Well, I guess it's subjective, you know? Sure. Uh, also been playing a fair amount of Into the Breach. Yeah, that game is a lot of fun. Uh, probably one of my next purchases. Yeah. Um, getting a little better at it. Um, I'd assume so. You know, but still. Well, and you have progress that carries over. Sure. Uh, I still haven't actually completed a run yet. I, I end up usually having to abandon the timeline and start over. Um, but I feel like I'm getting a little bit better every time. I will say this. Um, I would start out on easy. But I mean, that's roguelikes. You're supposed to do bad at the beginning. Yeah, sure. No, uh, what I'm saying is that um, I'm getting incrementally better in a, at a way that I haven't before in other roguelikes. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like granted, you know, there was a per- there was a uh, there was a rate of success that I was experiencing, and um. And dead cells for a while, uh, but I feel like I'm getting better at this faster than I was with dead cells. Yeah. Um. I and also comparatively, I was never good at faster than light. Like, look, I, guys, don't start on easy. Easy is for babies. It's not for babies. It's for people who are sensible. Be I'm Mr. S- be Mr. Sensible. Okay. I'm uh, better. You want? Shanae, life. Uh, I presume this is now your time to speak about Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so uh, speak about Kingdom Hearts. How's Goofy? <laughs> uh, Goof, uh, Goofy's being a good boy. Um, is he a dog? He's a dog. What's Pluto then? Also a dog. They can't both be dogs, man. Uh, one has sentience, one doesn't. Uh, just, just deal with it. it. You have to accept that fact, otherwise you don't accept Mickey, and that's fine. Okay. Uh, I don't. So animals aren't sentient? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired this show. Disclaimer, I'm like I'm running on fumes here. I'm so tired. Uh 
Yeah, uh, I'm almost beaten. Uh, Kingdom Hearts won. Uh, I, I would have already beaten it by now, but um, Goofy got in the way. Uh, I I've never uh, I've never dog. done all of the synthesis stuff before. Yeah. And if you do all of them, then you can make the ultimate weapon. And you're going all the way. And I was I was trying, and I was like, all right, I only got two more that I got to find these things for, and I can synthesize, and then I can make the ultimate weapon. Joke's on me. Once I got to a certain number, it, like, added six more that I had to do. And I have to, like, do this, like, obscure shit for, like, a 4% drop rate. They're giving you more game to play. And obscure how? I just, I'm just, I'm donezo. Obscure how? Yeah, obscure in what way? Um, so, uh, there's, like, certain gems and shards and things like that that, uh, you have to go to certain worlds and you, and, uh, and, and fight them. So you have to keep going back and forth and then waiting a period so they'll respawn, uh, in, like, just certain areas and certain worlds and you have to go fight them there, uh, Hmm. to, like, get these items and it's just... And uh, and it just like has like stupid low drop rate numbers even when you have like stuff equipped. And I'm just using Bambi all the time. And if you use like it's a summon that like it'll like increase some chances in like certain areas. But you have to kill like 18 in like a, a setting and like a, before Bambi goes away. And, kill 18 Bambies. Bambi oh, summon doesn't sound very intimidating. Uh, 18. Uh, 18. Um, Bambi's moms enemies oh. while Bambi's around before Bambi goes away and then like but they'll like comes in waves and does stuff he like just that. does he just stand there no he hops around and then like where he touches the ground like health and uh and like money and shit comes up and items but yeah it's just hang on with uh, Bambi. like I did all the stupid extra boss battles to get those pieces like there's a one in, Mon- in Monstro's world where you have to throw elixirs and high potions at it to kill it okay and just shit like that, and it's just like interesting. Uh, I I did it for like six hours, and then the list got longer, and now I'm discouraged. So Shanae, I was watching a uh, stream of Kingdom Hearts two, uh, in the in the PS4 version, and I was very surprised at how good that game looked. It does look really good. I mean, even the Kingdoms, uh, the PS2 versions looked really good. Even, sure, for the even, time. Uh, you know, even like looking back at it, you're like, oh wow, I'm surprised that like I don't know, I like well specifically Kingdom Hearts two. I was just like, man, this looks good. Like even before the HD. Uh, but yeah, uh, I I'm excited to get to Kingdom Hearts two because Kingdom Hearts one, uh, even though I love it, uh, is very clunky in some ways. Archaic. And two is just a much better, much better battle system and uh, or, like battle mechanics and. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I, I'm not gonna play Chain of Memories. Uh, I've just been watching. Just play it, Shanae. Just play it. It's a it's a card based battle system that. Don't I'm not... you want to be the Kingdom Queen? No. Okay. Uh, that doesn't sound appealing in the least bit. All right. Um, uh, I was under the impression that you did want to be the Kingdom Queen, though. No, I wanna, I wanna be the Kingdom Queen. You wanna be the King of Queens, like Kevin James? Yeah. I hate that guy. I'll be Kevin James. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes the boom, Tom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sure. So I've been watching. Uh, so yeah, uh, I've been playing a lot of that. Some other mobile Tomies cool. that are uh, Motomies. Motomies. Motown. because uh, I've been looking for uh, different, like different varieties. Because normally I just kind of find the archetype of like uh, three different kinds of uh, Motomies, mm-hmm. and uh, nothing really breaks the mold. They all kind of just like fit in there for the most. Is that an actual term, Motomi? No. I, I coined it. Yeah, mobile tell me, mo, mo tell me. Uh, I uh, but yeah. So I've been looking for different uh ones that like 
kind of break the mold and have different gameplay aspects as far as that goes. I can't yeah. remember if you said, did you finish your spooky Motomi? Yeah, I did. Okay. Okay. Well, cool. Tom, did you play any video games? Yeah, I played a good bit of Nier Automata, almost done with uh, the A route. Mm-hmm. Um, really liking that game. Very impressed with it so far, but I don't want to give any like hard, you know, critique of it. Until you finish I'm done. that A route. Until I finish probably all routes? five routes. Okay. Well, so there's like 20, 20 odd endings to the game. You are you got one. Uh, five are are what's considered canon and somewhat necessary. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot of fun. Uh, very, very interesting in what Platinum was able to, to do with that. Are you using a guide to find your way through each of those paths? No. Okay. Uh, I, so I, it, it basically, you beat A route, New Game Plus is B route, New Game Plus Plus is C route, and so on and so forth. Oh, I see. So there are endings easy. that can happen uh, just by triggering certain things. So, like the first time I died in the tutorial, credits rolled, and yeah, that you was an ending. That last week. You know. Uh, but really good, very, very impressive stuff. Uh, been playing Street Fighter V Arcade Edition. It's good to be back. A uh, lot of good improvements. You're on your way Just, back to the top. Uh, I wouldn't say that, but it, it's it's getting there. It's getting there, and how it's, many, it's a lot of fun. How many streets have you fought? Uh, five streets. That's a good Street Fighter V. That's a good one today. It's uh, a <laughs> yeah. As far as modern fighting games, I know that came out in 2016, but uh, the arcade version is new. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you enjoying that arcade? Yeah, I think it's it's definitely done a lot too. So I was fine with vanilla Street Fighter Five. Yeah. I liked the game the way it was because you wanted to play online, right? And I think most people that are playing Street Fighter, that's what they're looking for, right? But I do sympathize with single player fighting game enthusiast, which of which there are a few, I'm sure, mm-hmm. uh, that want that single player content. And I do feel like it does a good job of adding that. Some people like fighting computers more than they like fighting people. Sure. Uh, so that's there. It's there now. Mm-hmm. The so- new characters are fun. The, some of the balancing changes are are definitely better. You go online and you don't see everybody using Rashid, which it used to be. Rashid was the only player you'd fight online because he was a bit overpowered. Uh, was uh, Rashid uh, is Rashid like the Eddie Gordo of Street Fighter? Of Street Fighter Five, yeah, uh, he was. Yeah, now not as much, but he was. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's good to see the balance changes, uh, the additional content, the throwback content. It's a lot of fun. Mm. And I, Shanae, specifically want to talk to you. I also, this morning, uh, just played a very, very, very little bit of... Uh, ephemeral. Ephemeral. Mm-hmm. Which route? I've, uh, well, I haven't even started that yet. I mean, didn't oh, even prologue. finish the prologue. Didn't even finish the prologue. Oh, okay. Very little. But I do have a, a few quick things I want to run past you. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> These are some, some quotes that I found interesting. Nice. I, I don't care for the writing in the prologue, but I'm still going to give it a chance. I'm going to play at least one route. Uh, real quick, um, I want to correct something I said and check it out. Uh, I looked yes, at ma'am. the I looked at the company. It's a Japanese company. Web Systems. Uh, the Web Systems. Yeah, it's a Web Systems Japanese company. So uh, it's just like it is poorly translated. Uh, not poorly. There are some parts that are poorly translated just straight from the Japanese. And there typically is. I try to give some some you know a little bit of. Try to go a little easy on these these translations, but uh, let's just go over this here. <laughs> the Japanese, she says. These are the first lines of the game, right? Okay. Hey. Okay. Do you know why the moon is so far away from us? Uh, there are so many things I don't understand in this world. Why can't I leave this town? 
What is it like to fall in love with someone? Mm. These are big questions. <laughs> Will it be sweet, bitter, cold, warm, gross? So I thought that was just really bad uh, and hilarious. Like, are these all in the context of, like, making out? I mean, that was the very first line. That's the opening line to the game. What? Yeah, <laughs> that's how the game starts. That's all part of the same paragraph? Yeah, that is the very first opening line. All right, huh. I don't know how many girly animes or mangas that you've read, uh, read I mean, I've or played watched. some Otomis here or there. But that's not unusual for, like, for Japanese. I know, <laughs> I know. I just thought it was funny. Uh, this one... It, is, it does sound awkward. This one kind of kind of bothered me. So this is very, very briefly after that. Uh, she's okay. talking to her teacher who she's just met because she's new to the school. In a probes. Uh, much like a lot of these games, she's new to the school. Sure. You're always new. Uh, the teacher. You don't have to worry about racial discrimination. Uh-oh. What race are you? I'm... I'm a zombie. Hmm. Okay. The race of zombie is in the lowest rank of the class of the <laughs> What? Like, you don't have to worry about racial but you should, guys I should are, also let you know that yeah. you're at the bottom uh, of the food chain. You are trash, though. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to worry because it's all I mean, spelled out for you. You are trash. You don't have to worry all because right. there's, you're at rock bottom already. So Yeah, real funny thing on that. So what the teacher means is that there's a school policy is supposed to be that, uh, yeah, like there's no, because like I told you before, like higher, I, I think I told him off show. You use the term dark races when explaining this, by the way. Yeah, no, you said I, I said the dark no, I said ones. The, the, the world, <laughs> they, the, the, that's what they are. But right. yeah. Anyways. Uh, uh, look. So they, they um, <laughs> so like higher tier races can like order lower tiered ones to do something and they can't do anything about it. That like sounds they, familiar. But at the school... They're all equals. Even the head of the school no. is just uh, what is he? He's an invisible man, and that's not very high class. So it's fine. It's, it's the second lowest. We're not racists. We swear. It's the second lowest. <laughs> yeah. And they're and we what they're swear. and basically all the teacher is saying is that if anybody oh, ever tells you that they swear they're not racist, they're totally racist. If you have to say I'm not racist, you're totally racist. When you go to school and they tell you you don't have to worry about discrimination here, you should definitely you should worry definitely about worry it. Definitely worry about it. <laughs> so, what the teacher's meaning is that they can't give force orders in the school. Yeah. But later in the game, uh, they do. At no, school. Uh, later in the game, <laughs> that teacher is fucking racist as shit. Oh, surprise, surprise. <laughs> surprise, surprise. I'm not defending the teacher, but that is what they mean. Now, look. I'll say this. Mm-hmm. I like the presentation a lot better than most Otomis. Okay. They didn't just use stock footage, which a lot of the cheaper Otomis tend to do. Uh, I do intend to play at least through one route. Get at least one boyfriend. Um, Shanae, you also have uh, Rez's attention. He is going to play it as well. Oh, nice. So check it out. Worked. At least, you know, you, you duped me. So. <laughs> Into playing a terrible trash game. Yeah. I think I have one successful check it out. Yeah, I don't remember what it is though. Mm. I had a successful one, Darkest Dungeon. Uh, James Wells played play Lifeline that. after your recommendation. There it was. Yeah, which Shanae should probably play. I yeah. think Shanae would like that. Uh, uh, James was, was also telling me that. With as much phone games as you like to play, I think Lifeline would be something you would enjoy. Probably. Uh, anyways, so with all the uh, talk of violence and video games going on the last couple of weeks, we thought it would be appropriate to uh, put in our two cents. So what do you guys want to talk about? Uh, well, I think uh, perhaps, you know, the most pertinent, uh, which is kind of what's... Well, I mean, do you want to... Do you, do, should we go back to the to the beginning or should we go... Should we work with currently and move backward? 
don't know. You know what? Uh, hold on. Sinead is probably going to repeat a lot of the stuff I found because we both did some research on this. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to give one thing here, and then I'll let Sinead take over. Take oh, it no. over, Sinead. Don't do that. That's that's a that's a poor oh, choice. Oh, but take over by presenting your facts because you've already stated some of a fact that I already had. Uh, okay. Of the 100 most deadly school massacres in modern history, 40 took place in the United States. The the most deadly took place in 1927. Okay, that's irrelevant. Let's see. A total of seven attacks took place in an era before video games were a part of American life, leaving only 33 school shootings between 1980 and 2018, in which more than one person was slain. Uh, in those, in four of, of those 33 mass murders, only four of those murders were known to be video game fans. Uh. Heath High School, December 1st, 1997, uh, the shooter played video games, but unspecified as to what he played. April 20th, 1999, Columbine. Both of those guys played Doom and Quake. Uh, Sandy Hook, December 14th, 2012. Uh, he played Dance Dance Revolution. Most recently, Nicholas Cruz, Parkland, Florida, uh, February 14th this year. Unspecified as to what video games he played. But uh, Friendsley said they saw him play it sometimes. Sure. But these are the four shooters... Of all the mass shootings in American history that we know of that are confirmed to play video games, only one group, the two Columbine kids, were known to play specifically violent video games. Uh, one. There was also a false claim put out for the Virginia Tech shooter saying that he play, uh, played Counter-Strike, and that mm. was used in some of the arguments about what, uh, why he did what he did. Sure. Uh, but then uh, friends and his old roommate and family said that that's not true. They've never seen him play a game once. What we're getting at here is uh, out of over 100 mass shootings, a very small amount occurred while video games were actually a thing. And a way smaller amount, only four shooters, were actually confirmed to play video games. Only one of those is confirmed to be violent video games. So, in a sense, that cor- the correlation that people attempt to draw between violent video games and violence in uh, young adults and adolescents, uh, that correlation doesn't exactly exist. I mean, I won't say that it doesn't exist, but it definitely hasn't been proven and seems to have been disproven. So, we know that 70% of high schoolers play video games. Right. We know that uh, only 20% of these shooters play video games. Mm. And seemingly from these numbers, it would seem like less than that. Right. Um, and then also, oh yeah, I was looking at a bunch of uh, statistics as well, and they were talking about uh, kids with behavior disorders and their likelihood to play violent video games versus kids who aren't and don't play games. And, uh, um, and then I know... In Sweden, they did a study, and they found that a lot of the information was false. Uh, not not say false, but misleading, because they didn't have other factors, such as family relations, mental health, and uh, culture surrounding that. Those sure. middle schoolers on that. All right, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna preface it with this. Okay, so um, in a vacuum, where the only thing that an individual is exposed to is just 
uh, is violence pre- uh, presented in video games, then uh, you know that of course that's going to probably that's probably going to have some kind of effect, right? But at the same time, like that's not the reality where we live. Like that's not that's that is not what they're solely exposed to. Like there's sure there sure there might be playing violent video games, but like there's also other societal. Uh, uh, influences, right? Like we live in a society of checks and balances and crime and punishment and things like that. And you have to, and then, you know, there's more to, there's more to it than that, right? Sure. Uh, it would be, it would be inaccurate. Like, sure, it would be possible. It is possible that, you know, someone plays a violent video game and says, I want to, I want to make the fantasy in this game real. Sure. That, that possibility certainly exists. But to say that, the soul I mean, people have mimicked things for centuries right and to say that that's the sole motivator in these per- in this person's actions it would it would be ridiculous i think that there there are definitely a lot of other external uh influences too like you know how how has how have guns been presented to you by the people around you uh, well and if you hear if you've heard donald trump's direct quote on this He's not blaming solely video games. He's not saying like, video games is what did this, but it is one of the major things he's pointing to. Video yeah. games and Hollywood. Uh, he also said we need some kind of rating system. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Donald. Good idea there. You know, I think... Um, yeah. Uh, a lot of the arguments I have seen towards... Uh, uh, on uh, When I was looking at... These studies that claimed that there was a link between violence and video games uh, all seem to bring up the catharsis idea. Uh, so I just some research into that. And basically what it is, is if you have violent thoughts and you live, the, um, live them through a game such as Grand Theft Auto and, <clears throat> and, you can, uh, and you get it out there, that it'll stop you from doing it in real life. And uh, that has been disproven by, I think it's like 103 studies. <laughs> yeah. Because of and course just, it would be. Like, because it doesn't, uh, that's just not how it works. Uh, a psychologist, I was re- reading uh, an NPR um, uh, interview, said that that makes as much sense as um, if you're trying to remember a phone number. And you think about it for days and days, mm-hmm. and you look at it again. You're not going to forget that phone number if you look at it again. Okay, so this kind of relates to that. Villanova University psychologist and researcher Patrick Markley. All we can say for sure is that there does not appear to be a link at this point between violent video games and school shootings. And if there is a link, it goes in the opposite direction. Uh, he said that in USA Today very recently. So, I mean, it's weird, right? Like, we have many, many, many studies. Shanae, you were talking about the first guy to do a, a, a study on this. Uh, uh, well, the first long-term study was sure. done by uh, Christopher Ferguson. And he's also done uh, many more stories and has tried to uh, put out uh, many more stories, studies. And also has tried to put out there some sort of um, way to ch- uh, check other studies and mm. at, as far as the biases and what they're leaning towards. And Here's the thing, though. You talk about biases and things of that nature. When we see a lot of these gun control uh, focus groups and studies done, 
they are endorsed by gun rights lobbyists, right? Typically the NRA. Uh, when you Google video game violence studies in the United States, you end up with just a shit ton of different studies, a ton of them, none of which are uh, funded by the ESA. Right. So I think there, there's some some interest there. There's also that that kind of reminds me of like how the Truth Campaign was run by Philip Morris. Sure. You know. Sure. Well, I mean, uh, talking about the tobacco one. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, uh, isn't there like legally they have to put out some of their funds towards uh, anti-smoking ads? I do not know. I wouldn't yeah. doubt it, but I don't know. I do know that they're not interested in people not smoking, though. Oh, yeah. no, not the least bit. Not the least bit. <laughs> in the same way that the NRA is probably not interested in people not using guns. I mean, here's the thing, right? Well, I don't... I don't doubt that there is a case that a violent video game has made somebody do something violent. Sure. I'm sure it's happened at some point in the history of video games. It must have. Same with movies. Same with music. Uh you know, this is this is something that definitely has happened at some point. Does that mean we're going to get rid of all three of those things? Well, you know, does that mean well, that here, we're going to put age restrictions on all of those things, which we already have age restrictions on them? Um, the, I mean, the enforcement of those restrictions is uh, it varies, but so Rhode Island specifically wants to raise the age limit at, at which we buy video games, right? right. Like M rated games, M rated oh, games, okay. right? Which right now you have to be 17 to buy an M-rated game in the United States. Uh, or at least you should be. Right, correct. There's some, I'm sure there's some GameStops that are selling you that shit when you're fucking 13. Yeah. Uh, and that should be handled, right? That is something I, I do That's think that... the shitty employee there. Right, that is something I do think that there, there needs to be, uh, it needs to be better enforced. Right. However, raising the age uh, to a older age, I would assume, would be 21, uh seems kind of ridiculous to me that when we live in a country that at the age of 18, myself, and I'm sure you as well, had to sign up for the draft. Yep. Uh, nope. No, not you, Ryan. Uh, you know, I, I still remember that. I remember getting that card in the mail. Yeah. Uh, and we allow people to serve and go through basic training, which literally teaches you how to shoot a gun. Sure. Uh, but so that's old enough to do that for our political pr- purposes. Uh, but not for entertainment purposes. So you you posed a question a yeah. moment ago about like uh, you know there's a there's sure there's violent movies and violent music and violent video games that have caused people to go out and do violent things. Right. But the point is though the in any of those cases the music or the movie or the video game was never the sole contributing factor. Like it probably it it probably helped to uh, maintain the mindset that they were in, but there ha- there were other things involved, right? There had to have been. Well, not to mention, right? If we if we have the hard numbers here that it's four that have been proven, I'm sure there may be more. There probably is more, but four that have been proven: one to be a violent game. Uh, and if you look at the history of, of shootings in this country, the number of shooters that have previously served. Is significantly higher than that, right? Um, so gonna... should we raise the age that it, that we allow people to serve? No, of course not. So uh... I mean, right? Like, why? Why would we? Right? Like, yeah. like, why? Because the reason. Okay, this is this is cynical, but I feel like I'm justified in saying. And we so. all three come from military families. Like my whole thing is that, like, yeah, 
we do. I don't know. I own a gun. I own video games. You me, know, me. But... I I've shot guns. Like me or you or Shanae or your son yeah. serving in the military will further someone's political agenda, right? Sure. One me, way or another, yeah. But me playing me uh me playing uh, Grand Theft Auto mm-hmm. uh at me playing Grand Theft Auto at seventeen isn't gonna isn't gonna help any senator or any congressman. Well it's funny it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because a lot of the articles that I'm uh, that I'm reading do seem a little bit biased, but do point to the fact that Blaming video games for something like this uh, is more beneficial, especially to the Republican Party, than blaming uh, guns right. when they are partially funded, largely funded, by sure. members of the NRA and the NRA themselves. Um, uh, uh, Christopher Ferguson, I think it was a 2007 study that he did, uh, actually uh, there was uh, no difference in the way that video games affected you Um like found no difference uh, in a wide in a large study uh, <clears throat> of uh, video games versus movies versus books, and in violent tendencies, even though it's not a passive experience, uh, the way that people take information to their brains mm-hmm. and stuff like that, seeing it on TV, reading it in a book, or watching a movie, or playing a game is not going to have any like significant difference see and that interests me like i wouldn't assume that i would assume that a game would be different because you are in control of that character uh it's cool to know that that's not the case but uh yeah and there's i wouldn't have assumed that and i think most people wouldn't assume that there's been many studies on that besides just like his and uh and with that he took information about like uh when I said earlier, he like set a standard, mm-hmm. and that's having uh, studies done that don't do just uh, uh, the video game and that do, doing a correlation between family relations, mental health, and where they are at that moment. Sure. Um, See, that's what I'm talking and about. And he also he also has done a bunch of studies where he had people play. Uh, like I think one in 2007 was 106 people, and they had them play um, uh, play no game, nonviolent. Uh, video game, violent video game, and then gave them a puzzling task, and uh, that's like that's frustrating. And actually, players and uh, and that one turned out that players who had a history of playing violent video games beforehand were much less frustrated when they went to the hard task, sure, because they like it's something they already knew. So that's kind of like solving. bias on that. And he said that that's what it was. And yeah, I really really started enjoying his work. I might be a little bit biased towards now- him. What right. <laughs> uh, what correlation did they find between violence and dance dance revolution? Um, on a personal anecdotal note, uh, I'm real bad at that game, so I get real mad when I sure, play. Sure, sure. <laughs> I mean, mad enough I could, to. <laughs> I could I could smash a TV. I was so mad. I don't know, Shanae. There are a lot of things that set you off. So that's true. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just an angry girl. <laughs> uh, but like, okay, so I mean, my my point is that if if we are not if we they want to raise the age. At least Rhode Island wants to raise the age. But at a younger age, we can be trained by our own government how to fire a firearm. It's kind of silly. At least to me. Well, like... I like just, you can literally... You can play a video game that simulates the experience, or the government will pay you to, to actually gain the experience. Right. You know? It's It's weird. No, I, I think so. I so in every case, like especially when it comes to video, and like video games have been a scapegoat for how long? Like 
decades, right? A long time, yeah. Um, and, Off and on, but yes. And it's it's easier because I it, it's easier because it's it's easier to blame video games uh, because most people, especially of a certain generation, don't consider them to be legitimate in the way that movies and music are. Sure. Um, and I get that there were people that didn't consider television to be legitimate either. And uh, and so it's easy, especially when you have when you don't know a whole lot about it. It's easy to uh, to form a zeitgeist and a witch hunt around it, uh, and with other people who know very little about it uh, or have very little interest in actually finding learning anything about it. Um, but I mean, it's but at the same time, it it's doing that is easier than actually like looking looking at like what we as a society have done to allow these things to happen. You know, like we have made it harder for people to seek help uh, when they're suffering from mental illness. Uh, we've uh, we've made it easier for them to have access to things that they can use to harm themselves or others. And uh, we've done very little to further to further any sort of uh, meaningful end toward making those toward making uh, mental health care easier to access for people in low income areas or making uh, guns harder to come by um in in areas like like texas for example where you can get a gun at any time right uh but at the same time when we when we when we use when we use video games as a scapegoat then we we absolve anybody we absolve the legislatures legislators sorry of any sort of liability toward helping to fund these initiatives that would prevent these things in the future because i'd like like yeah, we could raise the we could raise the age to, of violent video games to twenty one. We could raise the age to fifty if we wanted to. Mm-hmm. But let me t- let me tell you this: the drinking age is twenty one. I got to be twenty one to buy alcohol. If I got beer in my house and my son really wants to get to that beer, he's going to get to it, twenty one or not. I mean, here's the thing: I agree with most of what you just said, other than we've made it easier to purchase firearms. Like, when shit in our lifetime. In the in the late '80s, early '90s, you could walk into Walmart and buy a handgun. Yeah. Sure. Uh, now you have to. Now you're limited to rifles at the very least. I guess. I guess I'm speaking in uh, relative to the rest of the world. I should. I should have prefaced with that. Sure. Sure. But I, I certainly don't think we've made it easier to buy to buy guns. I mean, there are things like Saxit and whatnot. Sure. But you know, generally speaking, it's not hard to buy a gun, but it's harder than it was. Uh, in the '60s, you could walk into a fucking Woolworth. You know, like it's. It's definitely better than it was. It's not good enough, though. Yeah. Um, and uh, but even with uh, like stricter gun laws, people, um, my mom and I have talked about this a lot uh, because uh, she watches a lot of news. So uh, Chicago, it gets brought up as a lot by yeah, it's a violent uh, city. Um, and There's they're a game like, about it. And they're t- and people always bring up, well, they have strict gun laws, but they have some of the worst homicide rates. What's well, because they're going over to Indiana to get them, like, like that's why they're going over to Indiana, buying it and bringing it back. Like, yeah, okay. Like, like I just it, it needs to be it needs to be across the board. Uh, just to kind of add to like that, if you look at other countries, and I'll post a chart that I found online that I thought was really interesting. Um, other countries who do have guns and also have violent video games, and look at the rate of shootings or uh, mass shootings, them versus us, it's obviously like it's just. It makes it makes no sense to blame video games when other countries have the exact same games but not the same problem. I mean, you're right. It doesn't make sense logically, but this is nothing new. If you go, I mean, look, 
Pa- uh, well, paintings and books were burned, right? Mo- movies were boycotted. Like, this is such a new art form. And I think that's where, where the problem lies. That, I mean, not the only problem, but like, it takes a while. It takes a while to be accepted. Any new art form always has, probably always will. Uh, just to elaborate on that chart that I was talking about, um, it uh, the chart has uh, mass shootings for the country per, uh, I think it's like a uh, million units of video games sold. That's I think that's stupid as hell. There's there's no like what's the, what's the significance there? Uh, it, I thought it was just interesting, just because like it, if, if people are gonna say that it is because of that, then like this is kind of like well, how do you explain this? Yeah. Well, look, so because like, if you're gonna say that those countries all oh, have guns but don't have like don't buy sure. as many games, per, no, like, I gather that, but like the number of sales. No, like, no, it's not that the number of sales. It's it's the number of sales per like person per capita. Hmm. It's it. I don't know. I'll, well, even I'll still, like all of this, you can tear it apart later. Like all, it, what, I, <laughs> what I think, what Tom is trying to get at is like a lot of this shit is like, like when you're trying to find a correlation between those two things, like a lot of that shit is kind of hard to quantify, especially when you consider how. Well, there's always factors missing, right? Yeah. Yes. Even these best studies, there's something else that somebody can say. Well, you should have considered this. You should have considered that. Right. There's always going to be that. Well, like, and even still, like, okay, so. Uh, John Sherry did a did a study for the University of Michigan in which he looked at studies that that found no link between violent video games and violent behavior, and other studies that found a like that found various links right. between violent video games and, and and violent behavior, and concluded that like the like the data is inconclusive at best, and at worst, as Tom pointed out, is trending in the opposite direction. Well, I think correlation is something that we should try to stay away from. There's an interesting TED talk. Uh, that has to do with correlation and how you can say, well, you know... Correlation is every, a bad way to measure trends. Every time it rains, I eat a hamburger. So eating a hamburger must mean it's going to rain, right? right? Like, right. And there are studies that can prove that. Sure. That's something as dumb as that. There are studies that can prove that shit, yeah. you know? Like, there's 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 websites that yeah. post, like, like, weird correlations, like... Right. Like, uh, the divorce divorce happens more in June and... And there are more bees in June too. So. And it's funny, like I, I and I say this, I say this knowing that the correlation is is in our favor, right? But it's, it's I mean, but at the same those time, are studies that. But like, that I, all, I feel like anytime someone, and I'm, I've said this earlier, anytime someone makes the argument that violent video games are what perpetuate violent behavior or right. what incite it, or assuming that violent video that that person uh, and violent video games are existing in a vacuum and that there is no other outside influence. Yeah, and that there's no there's nothing else contributing. Like, what is that kid's life like at school? What is that kid's life like at home? Um, like, and like on the other hand, like as a as a huge advocate for pe- for for mental for mental health and advocate for people with mental illness, like people want to say like we shouldn't demonize we shouldn't uh, we shouldn't like demonize mental illness by blaming it. And no, it's not a it's not blaming a mental illness. It's not an indictment of mental illness. Mental illness is something that happens and it can't be controlled, right? But what can be excuse me, what can be controlled is how uh, is how we give people access to that to to get help or how we or how we stigmatize mental illness so people feel like they can't get help and turn to other means, right? And maybe video games is their only escape at that point mm-hmm. but you know maybe video games is their only escape and maybe at some point they go out and get a gun and shoot up a school or shoot up a theater but to say that look he played grand theft auto or he played doom or he played mortal Kombat or whatever the bloody game you want to you want to name sure um it, it doesn't matter what the game is it doesn't matter how violent the game is what matters is like how is this person being treated 
what do they have help do they have access to things that can harm themselves or others the the answer to all of those is you know and not consistent yeah. right but really if we want to talk about vital video look look so and I hate to and, and at some on some level I am loath to use this argument, but I feel like there is enough basis for this in not just the society that I grew up in, but in the society that most people I feel have grown up in, is that look I've been playing violent video games since I was a child. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have watched violent movies and video and played violent video games since you were a child. Sure. Your, your children also play violent video games, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. But at the same time, what is the like? One I've never fired a, I've never I've never fired a firearm in my entire life. Mm-hmm. And I've had my interest in doing so has been minimal at most. Um, You've expressed interest to me, but at the same time, you've asked me to take you at 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 any point when at no point have I ever said, you know what, I'm really pissed off right now, and someone needs to pay for this, (laughs) right? Sure. And at no point have and as someone who I feel has. Like I might, I'm, 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 uh, I'm presuming here, but I feel like you probably absorbed more violent media than I have because I was, I was allowed to, uh, I was allowed to ingest it at a later point. Right. But like, you know, at as far as I know, Tom, you've never killed anyone. As far as you know. <laughs> but like, like, but there are other, there are other things that work there, right? There are things you, you had things in your life to help to like to measure that behavior you had things you we i had things in my life to help measure that behavior and i've had access to things to help me to mitigate like how i handle my feelings of aggression sure and, and i think um a contributing factor to that that i haven't heard a lot of people talk about that that's kind of the mindset i am and if you disagree that's fine um i do uh, it's fine um, <laughs> i'm joking fine. um i think the way that we think about guns in this uh in this country uh really doesn't help with uh, people who are feeling um, that this is their only option sure. or this is they want what they want to do. Um, and a lot of other countries that do have guns, they're taught to use guns for like hunting. Right. For the military. Right. Not for self-defense. And when you're feeling attacked like emotionally or personally and you have um, – you have this option of this powerful – like I mean let's – I'm going to talk about kind of video games. Powerful item – uh, like this, like or this, like this thing that can give you power or control or dominance in a situation that you normally wouldn't. It's I don't like we I I feel like we are a society that makes that seem like it, it's okay, and I don't think it's because of video games. I think self defense is okay. Yeah, I think it's the way that we are that the way we talk about guns from a child like from child stance. I'm not saying, like, oh, you can't use a gun for self-defense, but I'm talking about the, like, how encompassing that, like, people are like, oh, well, don't you want a gun for safety? Don't you want a gun for this? And so, Instead of just being like, oh, what are you going to use that gun for? Like, and not, like, necessarily, like, nosy, but kind of just a shift in the conversation. I just, I think that we put so much on using a gun because of fear instead sure. of using it in an actual uh, useful manner and having it be a tool rather than, like, well, uh, and yeah, I don't know. I, I think it goes I, both I, ways. I don't. I don't like. I just. I don't really. Uh, I don't really subscribe to like just the fear mongering around guns. Well, okay. So I think that on one hand, I'm. I think that the three of us are, might be incapable of looking at this truly objectively, considering how entrenched we are in in video games. But um, I will say that you know, in a lot of in a lot of video games. 
uh, not a lot of it, and, and very many violent video games, like, uh, you know, violence is incentivized in, like, in specific ways, and, uh, and guns are presented as a means to an end, like, I have this thing that I want, or I, I have this thing that I want, and you're standing between me and that thing, so all I have to do is pull this trigger, and you're no longer, a, you're no longer a factor in that equation, right? But at the same, but again, like, to draw a link directly to that and uh and me going out and harming people in the real world correct um you know that 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 the, there are greater implications at work there absolutely um there are greater implications at work and i just i think that to 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 draw to put to draw to say you know it's point a and point b between those two points is just yeah, like it's dumb it's like oh, you no. can't, right? Yeah. And but and I think that's and that's the short that but that's the, that's the shortcut and that's the route that that people take. And it and it wasn't and it's not even and it's not even just violence in video games, man. It's like it's sex in video. Like I talk about it all the time when uh like like 10 years ago when uh, Jeff Keighley went on CNN or Fox News rather. Oh, for Mass Effect? For Mass Effect where the game was described as a murder and sex simulator in which you can murder and have sex with whomever you want in the game, which as play that one. Well, know, right, that sounds like that sounds like that sounds like the better version of the game. Yeah. But <laughs> give me that. Um, but like, but that 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 argument was presented by people who had never played the game, and he asked point blank, "Have you ever played this game?" And they said, "No," and I have no intention on doing so. Sure. Right. So we have we have 